0: well I do I think women we do this more though we take care of better, better care of ourselves in general they say that unmarried men are the ones that are gonna die first because they don't have their wife like nagging them like to take care of themselves and I have even friend of friend again they were in the hospital I don't I don't remember exactly I don't want to put their business on black but whatever they had to have surgery on was preventable had they got it checked out like the weeks and months before when it was actually bothering them um, and it's just like you put stuff off and next thing you know the problem gets so so bad that it's it's emergency at that point as opposed to
1: preventative hence the regular doctor visits miss telehealth medicine which um hello i'll be on the app. i'll be on the apps it doesn't matter they haven't they haven't failed me yet listen all I, i'm saying I all i'm saying aftering covid which was great However, I just feel like, you know, it's not gonna kill you if you don't go see your doctor, physically go into the office once a year. However, it may kill you if you don't, because you may miss something and the, the app is not going to find everything. This is the Bad Life Choices Podcast, where our outspoken, opinionated, and caffeinated hosts break down a life choice we can all relate to. Tune in as true originals Sherita Janelle and her godmother Maria have funny and candid conversations Explore life's pitfalls and inspire you to make better life choices. Do you go to the doctor? I
0: email the doctor regularly. I mean, I'm on the app.
1: Just like just like a lot of things in my life. I'm on the app. Yeah. Okay, oh. Yeah, those are so different though. But why? Why well, just, don't you go in to the doctor like for a visit, for a physical? At least I like I just once don't. a year.
0: I mean, like, so I, I have my little my nurse practitioner lady. So if I don't feel well, or you know, she checks my blood pressure and stuff like that. Um, if I think I'm getting strep or something or UTI, she just like, you know, they they send me a prescription and to the people that deliver the prescription. I don't have, I technically I don't have to leave my house. I can get a medical visit and the prescription delivered.
1: How do you get your blood work done?
0: So that I will have to go. I oh I just take it out my no <laughs> yeah. I mean what do you do? Have Dracula on hand and he comes I got a whole oh, IV situation. Tucks
1: the blood no, and no, no, no. No.
0: what? Um so I no, I do go to the lab. I go to Quest Diagnostic and I get my blood work. She orders it once a year. So that's kind of like a physical, she's just not physically putting her hands on me. But the lady Yeah, but don't you think she
1: needs to like Listen to your breathing. The pack lady does that. Okay. So you do at least go in once a year. You go to the guy. I get, I get the hoo-ha check. All right. Yes. All right. We, can't, we, can't, we can't be playing around with that stuff. Okay. So, but you can play around with everything else. <laughs> I mean, it's just... If the hoo I mean... okay, we're good. But everything else, whatever. I... <laughs> So you're, you are one like of the me. reasons that we are having this episode, because... I don't think... No, no, yes. no. I told you, because at some
0: point, I think it's because at one point in my life, I had all the doctors. I had a dermatologist. I, I, had, I used to get migraines. Um, so I had a neurologist I used to go to. They were always in the same spot, and I swore I had a brain tumor. Um, and then I started getting ocular migraines. So they were, they were the migraines were targeting one of my ocular nerves. So did you think you so, had an eye tumor? No, no, I thought I no, I thought the brain, I thought the, t- the tumor moved from the side of my head into like my eyes. Because it just got bored it
1: was, where it was, and it just no. Moved. I
0: thought you know tumors can shift and they grow, and I thought maybe it was pressing on my eye internal nerve, the nerve. Yes, all of those things. So, so yeah, so I had all that, and then you know I had all those knee problems. So I had a orthopedist. Um, so what's your point? I, what are
1: you saying? Like So
0: meaning, like, at one point in life, I had all the doctors, and I was just like, oh,
1: forget this. So now I have none of the doctors. OK, so for so everyone I, who's listening, do not forget this, because it is important <laughs> to see a doctor regularly. I, But I also,
0: I take better care of myself now. I work out regularly. I eat better, I don't drink half as much as I did when I was up until four o'clock in the morning in New York parting my face off. So I think that going to the doctor a lot can also be a representative of how good care you take of yourself. So I feel like I'm in better health. Yeah. I'm more in tune with my body, I'm sleeping better. You know, So I'm just kind of like, I'm my stress level is down. I'm not, I'm not r- like raging in New York or running to catch subway trains or anything. So all those things are good.
1: And although you did play a doctor on TV, it does I not did, make you a medical professional. I was
0: I was also a surgeon in a commercial. Okay,
1: but guess what? You are not performing anyone's <laughs> open heart surgery or knee replacement. I ha- so I ha-
0: I did save my grandmother's life though. I gave her CPR in the mall.
1: Okay, that's true. However, I'm just saying, that has nothing I, to do and, and with seeing and, a and
0: I I I did I a friend of a friend of mine might have taken too many illegal illegal substances. And I might've, uh, stepped in and made sure they didn't die either. So, you know, I'm a good person to have around when, when, medical. This emergencies is not happen. about whether you're a good person or not. This is about, <laughs> no, no, to have around, to have around, okay, this is not about just a good person.
1: Seeing a doctor regularly. And my point is, and I am not a hypochondriac, but my point is you should go see the doctor at least once a year, just to once. make sure everything gets checked out. And then if you're a doctor your primary care physician feels like you need to see a specialist for something, then they'll recommend it and you can go from there. Okay. Have, but, okay. Have you ever had like a bad experience with the doctor though? Oh, Carol. Yes. I've had plenty of bad experiences with the doctor. Okay. Why was it bad? Well, so I had severe, severe pain, um, from the time I started my cycle and Back then, you know, I was a child and I wasn't going to a gynecologist or anything, but I was, I was, it was very heavy. I was in a lot of pain. And then by the time I got to the age where I was going to see someone, all these people were kind of blowing it off as, oh, you know, like she's just this. Wimp that can't take pain and you little wimp. <laughs> right. And we, you know, just like here, take these pain pills and putting a band-aid on it. And I that really like it really pissed me off. And so I left the one doctor, went to another doctor, left that doctor, went to another doctor because the same thing was happening over and over again. So they weren't taking you seriously. They were not taking me seriously. And by the time I found a doctor that took me seriously. Lo and behold, I had the most severe case of endometriosis that she had ever seen and ended up having to have surgery to remove all the things. So you were going to the doctor. So I was going to the doctor, but I did. So just because I had bad experiences, though, I kept persevering until I found the doctor that was right for me. I didn't let those bad experiences put me off.
0: We'll see. We've we've got an expert here that's going to break everything down, so we will talk about how not going to the doctor could be a bad life choice. Could be. Or is. It is. It probably is. Let's just be honest. Okay, so today we have a special guest. It's Dr. Celine Thumb, and she is please tell me your titles. I know you do so many things in the medical world.
2: You're at the hospital, you're on site at concerts. You, what What is it? That your title? And tell us a little about yourself. So I'm a board certified emergency medicine physician. So um, that means if, God forbid, you end up in the ER, um, you'll have a doctor like me see you. And that is its own residency specialty training. And because, uh, like you mentioned, I do a lot outside the hospital. Emergency medicine is about acute care medicine, so things that happen uh, unexpectedly. And I am the chief medical officer at Paradox Worldwide, which is a healthcare company that provides Healthcare on site for music festivals and concerts, mass gatherings, such as if you've heard sort of, like, we don't do Coachella, but I'm giving an example of Coachella, big music festival, lots of people.
0: I would say, are you mostly treating, we'll call it exhaustion there? <laughs>
2: uh, we call it altered mental status. OK, so OK, I'll, I'll of a lot of different things, including heat, exhaustion, dehydration, like you said, or drugs, use your imagination. Yes. No, 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 do, no. You can
1: don't. tell us what it is. Tell us, yeah, yeah. We don't have it's like you imagination. Know, the Coke, the Molly, all the things that people just want to have a little
0: more fun. Exactly. And they just end up having too much fun. Too
2: much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: OK, so okay. I have a question for you. So being an ER doctor, and I had no idea about this concert and music situation that you're in, which makes it a lot more interesting. um, Do you have a couple of stories that you can tell us about patients that you've seen due to bad
2: choices that they've made? Yeah. So why don't we just start at the music festival? So everyone's out there having fun. I see a lot of people try and, you know, chug whatever alcohol they wanna drink before they get into the festival. They drink it all at once. They forget to drink water, maybe forget to eat. Next thing you know, they can't stand. And then you're seeing your friendly ER doctor um, trying to take care of you, give you hydration, maybe something to stop you from vomiting. So definitely there is such thing as too much of a good thing. Um, also when people get a little rowdy and they like to dance and they get into the mosh pit i mean there's only what do you expect when you get into a mosh pit right Uh, yeah i I can imagine you might just you might just break a nail or something disregard for other people so there are uh, traumatic injuries that we see from mosh pits and um People who mix everything—they drink, they do drugs, they get cavalier, they want to show off to their this new girl they just met, and they start, you know, putting people on shoulders, jumping off of uh, fixtures. So there are a lot of bad choices that people make in attempts to have fun, but it's not a surprise what could happen from that.
0: It's fun at what
2: cost? So, so those are music
0: festival things. So, can you say any? visits, just to start off, that you've seen in the ER that could have been prevented had people gone to the doctor, like a case where you're like, why? Did, like I said, why didn't you get
2: this checked out weeks ago or something like that? Can you recall? Yeah, yeah and those get, get pretty sad. Um, you know, I could go probably do a whole nother podcast on the healthcare of America, but um, there's two parts to uh, your question. First, can you avoid the ER? So a lot of the time people don't have another resource. So they come to the emergency room because we're there 24 hours a day. What they don't realize is that our scope of practice is to identify what you can die from if you have it present and if not, send you on your way. So you could be having a chronic illness, chronic disease, and it really isn't taken care of in the ER because my specialty is training me to identify strokes, heart attacks, uh, treat gunshot wounds, and um, it leaves a lot of very uh, serious medical conditions untreated because uh, it's it should be managed by your primary care doctor until it becomes too late. And that's the second part of your uh, of to answer your question. People come too late because they've avoided their doctor um, for many reasons, and you sometimes see complications of cancer. Complications of um, infections that are untreated and then now are present throughout the whole body. Um, you can have, uh, you know, fractures or uh, that get worse because you keep using it, and then now you need an operation. Um, so yeah. Uh, if you don't see your doctor and it's something minor, it can definitely with time or uh, escalation of uh, whatever disease process it is, become something that does require you to to go to the emergency room. And a lot of that is apron preventable, uh, or it can be managed before it gets to be something more serious. So I have a question. Going away from the
1: chronic diseases that you said are not going to get treated in the ER. And we're going to talk about the importance of having a primary care physician in a little bit. Um, I just want to know I've heard some stories from friends of mine that were residents and that, see, you're smiling. So you know, <laughs> you're know
2: this is going. You know what I'm going. Something to do with a collection of photos that are on my phone. Okay. No. So
1: <laughs> I just want to know what is a really stupid, like completely asinine thing somebody has done that has landed them in the ER? And it doesn't matter. Don't be afraid to say whatever it is. Because we've said a lot of things about everything here. So don't censor anything. Yeah, it don't worry about that. I'm just saying I've seen some really dumb shit that that people have told me about. So I know there's got to be more.
2: Yeah, so um, I guess this generation gets pretty bored, and they like to experiment and try new things, and there must be an epidemic out there where people try and insert foreign objects into certain places. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. And let me tell you, um, that there, there's a reason why tampons have strings, okay? <laughs> it's because you need a way to get those things out. Yeah. So... <laughs>
0: So I mean, so wait. So is I the have, rule of thumb now, if you're putting it in, make sure you attach a string yeah, to it? Yeah,
2: exactly. I, mean, I was <laughs> like, you know what? If I want to retire tomorrow, I would have this company that makes sure that there's some kind of safety retrieval device on ev- anything. On everything? Because I've heard
1: <laughs> so many things that have gone into so many places that don't belong there.
2: They could oh, be the alive, they could be dead, right. they could be you know, at your local grocery store. Hardware I store. <laughs> I don't judge. I don't judge. Um, it keeps the job exciting, for sure. I see the entire spectrum of humans. And uh, sometimes I get interested and I ask. Uh, how'd that work out for you? How'd oh, that work what? out? Why? <laughs> there's there's a huge why, why they do it. Um, uh, and you know, sometimes do you, you ever look at them and they asking, give you the
1: answer and go, really,
2: really, is no. that what you're for? Because you know what? I'm, I'm here to learn. All right? right. I'm here to treat and I'm here to learn so that I can help the next patient. Kudos to like, you. So the last
0: guy told me that, da, da, da. so I'm, I'm recommending for you next time. Don't <laughs> like you're just passing along Don't. the experiential device. Cause you're not going to go and try it at sometimes home.
2: Sometimes people come in. More than once for the same thing, and we always joke: whoever the last doctor was didn't do a good job of telling them they shouldn't be doing this again. Well, at first, if you don't succeed, try, try again. Did you not learn
0: that in school? So okay. So in regards to like not going to the doctor, so I mean, I go to the doctor as needed. so I mean I will wait sometimes. I'll be like, oh, I can walk it off. But generally, I think that I have an even scale of when to go, when not to go. And I would say, Maria, you're the same as well. Yeah. There are people who go too much. And then there's the people who don't go enough. So when people like aren't going to the doctor enough, like what do you think? I mean, I mean, I know that that for me, the people who don't go, it's because they're either, as you said, our healthcare system is a little broken. They don't have a doctor. It might be too expensive, but I think more so it's a mindset that they think they're okay or they're worried about the news. Like, what do you think? Like, what do you see is the the reason that, that you experience that people aren't going to the doctor?
2: No, there's, you pretty much touched on them all. Um, I, I know for myself, I'm guilty of not seeing the doctor. Uh, I, Oh, so doctors make the worst patients. That's that's true. That's true. Well, you know, <laughs> you think you're healthy. You feel good. You eat well. You're trying to exercise. You know, there's not really anything that you, you need to see the doctor for. And it's even worse for me because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get my blood work drawn. It's going to be okay. Um, but now I'm... Um, You know getting to the age where i have screenings for things and i'm at risk for diseases that um, i wasn't at before and even though i feel good the body has an amazing way to compensate so you don't actually like if you have super high blood pressure you probably won't know if you don't see the doctor until you have that stroke and you go to the er and you realize that your blood pressure is 200 over 100. so um i i have I have now a primary care doctor, and she is excellent. And um, now, now, yeah, I do. Just when, when, when was now not a thing? One, year ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, and wait. I have to admit, it was. Um, I, I had a health issue at that time. I was so tired. Uh, it was getting dark out all the time, and I was like, I couldn't get up from bed. I thought, man is this what depression feels like? Do I have depression? And it, it, you know, I tried to shake it off. I, I've never had that issue before. Um, finally, at week two, um, I woke up one day and I almost couldn't walk without pain. And that's when I started realizing, Maybe there's something else going on. Maybe I have an autoimmune disease. Um, maybe I'm just shrugging it off. You know, I, I gave myself time to see. You know, it's, it's fair to have a few days, see if something uh, like comes and goes, because we all have these weird aches and pains and symptoms that just come and go from time to time. Um, but I finally saw the doctor and she did a fatigue workout. And it turned out that I'm a late bloomer and I had mono.
1: Oh my oh, God. That's fun. <laughs>
2: Who I'm, are you making out man, with? No,
1: who no, did you no, kiss so no, that the rest of New, New York way. knows not to? No. <laughs> it, was,
2: it was sometime around Halloween, and I definitely wasn't involved with anyone there. So I think maybe it was just at a party. Um, it, was just in, it was just in the air. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I, like I shared a drink with someone who knows. Maybe it was just yeah. a really good
1: party. No?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you think about things. I recently like so last year, I, I was traveling a lot. Um, on and off planes, like it's flying internationally too. And I got off the plane um, from Italy and my legs started hurting. And so I think about, so as you said, I've played a doctor on TV. I'm not, I am not a medical professional. However, I do have a general interest in medicine. It was kind of like, I feel like in a prior life, maybe I was a doctor. So I, but I also, I treat it as something as like, okay, it's probably nothing, not, not being hypochondriac, you know, I'm like, okay, is it, I'm the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, maybe I have a DVT deep vein thrombosis. I'm like, okay, but wait, it's not really red. It's not hot. I'm doing the thing, but I'm walking and I could not walk. And then all, I'm like in the gym, working out on leg pain. I was like, Oh, it hurts. I'll just lift my leg off the ground and I'll work out like that because that makes sense. And it got to the point to where I was like, this is stupid. Put the weights down, call a medical professional. I it ended up being not a blood clot, I honestly I ignored it for a little bit, just to be honest, and then I found out later it was a stress fracture because I was working out so much and and not doing things. Oh. But but with so much go with so much information available like on the internet, how many internet doctors are there that are treating themselves? And then you're like. Well, you're wrong, so now we have to do this. But the internet
1: so, said it, so it must be true. It did.
0: I mean, the internet could tell you you have, like, a geoblastoma. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can't can't diagnose that from your computer. Is that a thing?
1: A geoblastoma? <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: that, that's, okay. that's, yeah, see, I told you I'm medical. <laughs> you pronounce it perfectly, too. I'm very impressed. I play a doctor on TV sometimes. <laughs> I
1: have to learn
0: how
2: to pronounce it. There's... The internet now and not only internet you've got twitter and then you've got keyboard warriors that know everything so i think that has when you ask why people don't go to the doctor that has a that plays a big role because if they are busy they're uh, educated a lot of the time they can self diagnose Is this something i need to worry about is it going to go away and at least like try something at home first um and because of all the misinformation too there's a lot of uh, distrust that's breeding um, within the medical field uh, between patients and doctors so it's a culmination of many many different things you know myself what i learned with my own experience is that uh, i can see how someone busy uh, that has access to information can kind of shrug a lot of their things off, or even, you know, get too concerned about it, but we're talking about not seeing the doctor. So someone who maybe thinks, okay, it's just fatigue, it'll go away and potentially miss something bigger. Like, luckily, I had something that is going to go away. But yeah, there are, you know, you can have anemia, you can have another chronic, a bunch of chronic illnesses, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, you're going to be um, you know, unfortunately, you have cancer that makes you tired, depression that is being untreated. And then, um, you know, eventually down the line, when you do seek medical care, it becomes much harder to treat because it's not controlled, or you might have uh, more complications on top of that that require a hospitalization or a damage, permanent damage to your body. Right. I think about people who go all the time. Marie, do you have any hypochondriac friends? I do. Um,
1: I, I have a couple of friends that literally, every movement that they make, Every sound their body makes, everything is some kind of an ailment. Somebody has a headache, they have a brain tumor immediately. It's you know, not geoblastoma, though. It's not geoblastoma. <laughs> is, but if they have, you know, the, let's say they have, you know, a pain like in their arm, they are immediately having a heart attack, which, you know, that's the opposite end of the spectrum, right? because these people are running to the doctor all the time i go to the doctor regularly i do go every year for a physical um you know i go to my primary care doctor i do go to my gynecologist every year um
0: i wanted to ask you that because i was thinking people who have hypochondriac friends do you think that people are less likely
1: to go to the doctor they because they see them going all the time and they're fine no because they know they're hypochondriacs and they know (laughs) they're just doing they're being extra so I, I I don't think that, that makes Maybe a difference. Maybe this is an LA problem. <laughs> so I'm just saying East Coast I, here. Sorry if the listeners don't know where I am. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, so the you know, I think that I, I think that, that is not um an issue as far as you know, seeing a doctor regularly because they're in, they're a whole different breed. You know, that, that's a whole other show, right? Um, it's a whole other podcast but i getting back to one of the reasons that people don't go to the doctor regularly and i want just to get your feelings on this i think a lot of people are embarrassed for different reasons i think they have a hard time answering like intimate questions whether it's about you know sexual activity and partners or you know bowel movements and they just don't like talking about that stuff Or they're embarrassed of maybe um, how they, you know, how they've treated their bodies in the past. They're embarrassed of, you know, having to disrobe for the doctor and things like that. I think that they don't want to, you know, be on, like, be in the spotlight and have to answer all those questions. But being a doctor, can you just please, like, dispel that rumor that you guys really don't you're not there oh, to judge. You, you, they don't, don't, you don't, don't give a shit. shit. I mean, just tell just me the truth. About just their me. health and about their, you have to know about their um, habits, but you're not, you know, you really don't give a shit whether they've had 10 sexual partners or one or none or whatever the case is. Uh,
2: you know, by the time we're attendings, which means we've gone through residency and medical school, we've seen over 10,000 patients and after a while this job when we, when we look at the human body and we talk to people it it's it becomes very black and white and we're not in that judgment mindset we're in the what are the risk factors what do we need to worry about what are the symptoms what's the family history i like we were talking about before i don't care what you put where you just tell me you tell me where it is so I can help you get it out. You know, it just helps my job. Tell me where it is and did it have a string? Is the string up? am yet to?
0: Well, that's good. I mean, I'm hoping that people hear this. And because I know people too, though, when they, when they do go, they lie. They lie. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to tell the doctor that. I'm like, why not? I'm like, how are they going to treat you if you tell them you don't smoke? I saw you smoking last week. Like, I mean, how serious is that when you're just sitting just lying and not telling them all the information?
2: you know, it it can be harmless or it can be very detrimental, especially if we're prescribing medications, if we're considering certain diagnosis, uh, smokers are higher risk for certain things than not. The history and the habits of people have a lot to do with what could possibly be going on. Even like if they work in a coal mine, you've got a whole different Disease process you worried about when someone is uh, short of breath versus um, you know, let's say there was a public health scare at the strip club and they're stripper. You know, I need to know what their job is because there's an outbreak there. I work at
0: the church. I work at the church. Yeah. Well, that's not going to help me.
2: And sometimes passion.
0: (laughs) Passion.
2: Lying is completely benign because it doesn't really change anything. I. I always tell people the, the funniest story I've got. Some guy came and stabbed multiple places. And a story to me was uh, I tripped on my cat and fell on a pile of knives. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
0: So Maria has cats. How many times have, have you landed on knives? Maria? <laughs> for the, I mean, seriously,
2: like, did he really think that you were going to believe that? I didn't ask many questions after that because it was clear he wasn't really going to give me much else and it didn't affect my care for him. So it's better to be truthful. There's a lot of reasons why people aren't truthful. Like I work in a low-income area. People are, are worried that if we get cops involved, there will be a, maybe they have warrants out. Um, uh, people who are undocumented, they're, they're worried about judgment because some people don't know that uh, really whatever happens between the doctor and the patient is completely confidential, except in cases of uh, abuse, um, uh, child abuse and elderly abuse, if you're suicidal and plan to hurt yourself. But after that, everything else, uh, we have to call them for like gunshot by law, for gunshots and stabbings, but they're not allowed to be involved or interfere with medical care until we deem that you're stable and we've treated you and uh, and you agree to talk to them too. It's
0: like, how did you get shot? We was just tossing some bullets around. I, <laughs> I tripped on my cat and fell on the bullet. <laughs> fell on some bullets. <laughs> and they just implant it right in me. Everyone loves to have a doctor friend, but considering that you're a bad patient in itself, How, how does that, do people call you all the time asking for advice and then they're like, well, what does your doctor say? And you're like, I don't have one. All the time.
2: (laughs) I take it as a compliment because that means my friends, you know, trust me and they, they know that I'm available and approachable and um, can give them some good advice. Um, Young doctors and those studying medicine, we all know that it is faux pas to Uh, treat our friends and family and it's actually dangerous medical legally to establish that patient doctor relationship because you can actually get sued for this kind of casual interaction casual like consult from your friends and family but if you Uh, call and you're like this sounds serious you need to call your doctor this is what you say call your doctor call your doctor yeah yeah Okay. Um, That's good to know. I do operate, you know, I have very, very close friends. Most of the time I say, you know, call your doctor, or if I think it sounds serious, I'd say, man, if you're, let's say, oh, my, my left arm doesn't work. (laughs) sounds serious. Maybe you should call 911 because you could be having a stroke. And I say, you know, if you need help calling 911, I'll call 911 for you. I don't, I don't prescribe my friends and family anything. I kind of You know, if I think it's something that they just need to hear uh, and and have some kind of, you know, calm them if they're not sure what's going on, I try and do that for them. But my friends, they don't hold back. I want to, I have to admit, the first, sometimes they don't even ask if they can send stuff to me, but...
1: Oh, you get photos, just unsolicited.
2: (laughs) I got my first unsolicited dick pic because a friend was worried about something that was on his penis <laughs> after he was in Brazil <laughs> for two weeks. Well, he like, shouldn't have been putting a- his penis in places where he
0: could get stuff on his penis. Um, Maria, I'm sure it was just the water.
1: Right.
2: I just, you know, it made me so sad at that time. Like, this is my first dick pic. <laughs> this is what's gonna this, be. This is why? <laughs> I because I am checking it- for
0: herpes? At least it was a friendly dick. I mean, not like... (laughs) All right. So, okay. So you said you recently found a doctor. Mm. I I mean, I go through telehealth. So I just, I use whatever my insurance company, I, I do all my visits through there. I have a, I have a gynecologist and then I used to have like an, I used to have like an allergist. But in regards to doctors, what do people need? Who and how do they find like a doctor... Like what's the bare minimum, just like a primary care and primary and-
2: care, uh, which means that they specialized in internal medicine or family medicine. And the way you go about finding a doctor, if you have insurance, um, you go to the back of the insurance, they have a website and most insurance cards say what, who your PCP is. Um, At the back, it should give you either website or number to call and you can log on to the website to see your benefits. Um, Once you figure out who is either in your network or who your primary care doctor is, you got to call and make an appointment. And I hear this all the time. It's one month away, two months away, blah, blah, blah. Just make an appointment. okay? You're going to need to see them every year and it's and it's uh, for regular health maintenance. And this way you can establish a relationship with them. So when you do get sick and you have something a little bit more urgent, you have that line open to call and say, hey, this is what's going on. What should I do? Um, is it bad that I only see the lady on the, on the phone? Uh, I think telehealth is great.
0: Okay. I mean, I, she sends I, me to go get blood work and tests and yeah. Whatnot. It's the same um, lady. It's I'm like it's the same lady. <laughs> yeah.
2: There it's are some French-ish. things <laughs> that require more in-depth physical e- uh, exam, um, but now there are a lot of uh, biometrics out there that can be used in adjunct with telehealth. Um, video conferencing to really give me like a clinician a, a good idea of what's going on without actually having you in my office they mailed me a blood pressure monitor a yeah exactly thermometer, you, you all do that
0: vitals Yes, I get to keep it. And then okay, so then I lost it. I don't know what I don't know.
1: How did you How lose a it? blood pressure monitor? I don't know, Maria. Her I was cat, in Brazil. Her cat ate it. Her ca- right. <laughs> the cat <laughs> ate it. Exactly. She was in Brazil taking the dick pic that was sent to you. <laughs> oh she the, and she, she has West. a secret, you see. <laughs> Somewhere.
0: <laughs> I have never been to Brazil, just so everyone but knows. But you have but, taken
1: a dick pic, no? Oh my <laughs> God.
0: No, actually I have it. I, there's no reason to I mean if it's in front of me, there's no reason to take a picture of well, no, it. I see People it.
1: get creative, they do all sorts of things. You know, some people I'm not that person. Well,
0: We're okay. not
2: judging. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. No one's judging. I mean, I am This no, okay, okay, is a safe
0: safe zone. <laughs> I, I am a photographer, but that those are not the subject of my photos. I'd rather have abs than anything. Okay,
1: I'm gonna ask you a, a question that has to do with what you said, just for people that are listening that don't have a primary care physician that may, you know, be wanting to now select one. You said primary care physicians either specialize in internal medicine or family practice. What is the difference for those people that, you know, want to know and maybe that will lead them to make their choice?
2: Um, So internists, uh, they take care of primarily adults, whereas family medicine, they in some communities they deliver babies and they treat pediatrics um it really they they both are very knowledgeable in treating uh, adults i would say you know if you're it, it depends where you are some or who's available i know in new york a lot of the internals internists end up going into subspecialties and they become nephrologists and gi doctors and then it becomes a shortage of a a shortage of general practitioners in internal medicine because of that. So it, it doesn't matter. They are both trained in, in primary care. It's more important to establish a relationship with one or the other. So do you have any
0: recommendations on the amount of care one needs in a year? Like we need a blood panel, a physical, a mammogram, a pap, yeah, a,
2: so, an eye exam, like where, where does it stop? Yeah. So <laughs> My specialty is, you know, I'm trained for when people are dying. So when it comes so, to so routine, do So don't, don't go know. see Celine a I, lot. That's yeah. You know. <laughs> but what I do know is that on the US preventative health task force, they have a list of conditions that should be screened uh, based upon your age
0: we will include
2: a link to that in the show yeah okay and if and it's actually all of those uh, preventative tests are required to be covered by insurance thanks to Obamacare so everything that you need um, should be covered by your insurance because it's law so speaking of
1: insurance I think that's a reason that One of the reasons that people uh, may not go to see the doctor regularly because they may be either uninsured or they may have, you know, you said you talked about Obamacare, some kind of state funded or government funded insurance. And I've heard people before I, I have I'm insured through my employer, so I'm not in that situation. But I have spoken with people before that have like a government funded insurance. And I, that, that's me. That I would be Sharita, yes. I am in the marketplace. So right the it. marketplace. But yes. a lot of people that have that kind of insurance feel that doctors and hospitals discriminate against people that are either government insured or marketplace insured, um, <laughs> or are uninsured and they feel like they don't get the quality of care like that someone like myself who has private insurance would get.
2: Yes. Yeah. So unfortunately the ugly truth is that is, there's a, a reality to that. We all know the state of, Amer- of America, the way it is now, there's um, a lot of conflict and discrimination. And there is an aspect of that um, in medicine as well. So there are ways to report behaviors if, you know if you suspect something centers for medicaid and medicare can always have uh, go and investigate uh, practices like that they are required to cover and see see and cover all the tests that are declared preventative tests all of the insurances, like I mentioned so, before, so this shouldn't be a reason to not
0: go just because you think there might be a chance that something like oh they're not no. going to take me seriously. You still either way go to the doctor and
2: and 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 you should also understand maybe there's some there's going to be sex race discrimination in in every field okay in every industry um, when it comes to medicine, doctors only make money if they see patients. Okay. So just if you don't, if you are hesitating because of that, remember the overall thing is we need to see patients and we need to help patients because there's also uh, payments tied to results that doctors have. There are different metrics that are tracked with uh, Medicaid, Medicare. And that's linked to payments. So the truth. So when people say he's getting paid, whether he sees me or not. Not true. Girl, Mm -hmm. you better go. Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: That's good. Good to know. We have a question that we ask every guest. Question here is, in regards to bad life choices, what is a choice that you have made in your life you thought was bad? but turned
1: out to be good. Like you walked into the strip club on amateur (laughs) night and... And you were like, this is
0: going to turn out bad. But next thing you know, you met your boyfriend. He was sitting right there. You
2: know, that kind of thing. So it it could be anything. Uh, I definitely toes the line when it comes to my decision making. I do a lot of things like I would travel alone or I would talk to a stranger and... People think this is part of my personality, but what it really is, um, is I know that it makes me uncomfortable. So every time I make myself uncomfortable, anytime you put yourself in an uncomfortable position, you feel like that is a bad life choice. Uh, But I've learned over the years that what it is actually doing is opening up opportunities and pathways that... I wouldn't have had if I stayed in my comfort zone. So I like that. Even though it it feels bad at the time, I think just, you know, pushing your, your comfort zone ends up more positive than bad. I love that. Yeah, Me too. And, and also, so I just also want to say
0: you are, you're not just a doctor. You have all these, you're a concert violinist. Yes,
2: I play violin uh, at the, in the world. Doctors orchestra we are uh, 81 countries, over a thousand members, and uh, we play three or four different times a year in different cities all around the world for medical charity. And on Friday, I'll be leaving to perform in Romania. Oh, wow. So if anyone is in either Cluj or Bucharest, you know, shoot me a message. Also, by you... the time
0: this airs though you might be there and back so <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but do you I put also... do you
0: put a schedule on like
2: on your social of where you are where you go or where you're gonna be performing so if, if anyone ever uh, wanted I, to... I have an Instagram and I and I post uh when I have concerts okay mm-hmm. lovely and that's yeah really awesome. I was all I was
0: fascinated when I saw I was like I was like, is there something this child cannot do? She
2: just heals the people. <laughs> she heals the people with medicine. She heals the people and, and soothes them with soothes the violence. Soothes the soul. It's yes. partly for me, too, like how I distress and having a different avenue, not just, um, you know, work all the time. I, although it is work. I've been practicing 150 pages of music. And when I go next week, we'll be rehearsing from 9 to 6. It is work, but it's something that... Um, You know, brings me a lot of joy. So always remember to do something for yourself, too. And I just want to say that I think it's wonderful
1: what you do and the violin thing, I think it's great. I didn't know about that. I just found out about it just to add something else to your plate. Or maybe when you're getting close to retirement, maybe you should write a book about all the things you have found in all the places, because that would be a bestseller. (laughs) Just saying.
2: I still remember my first delivery. Actually, it was a jar of Jamaican hair. Grease. A jar of Jamaican hair. Can I ask what orifice mm-hmm. that was in? Oh, it, was it was a delivery. A delivery. Okay. It was
1: my first okay. delivery. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Love, right. Lovely. Lovely. Great. Lovely.
0: Well, thank you so much. So hopefully,
1: everyone I'm out there, I'm never going making... to look at hair
0: products the same again. <laughs> well, Just saying. We'll make we'll make some better life choices. Make an appointment. Find a primary <laughs> care physician. And don't be a uh, statistic.
2: How about that? Yeah, and don't be scared to yeah. see yeah. us. Your but, but don't, don't just doctors. go to the ER. But don't just me. go to the ER.
0: Bad choice, good story, lesson learned. Thanks so much for listening. Like what you've heard? Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, like this episode, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. For more bad life choices, tune in next week.